Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is... Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Shades. Welcome back, Sketch. Are you ready to go? I am ready to go. Tagline, hashtag season two. Hashtag geeking out. Am I doing hashtags right? Uh, Yes, you are. Perfect. Perfect. Guys. Well played. Guys. Rise of Skywalker. Guys. Oh, my. We're back in a big way. Part one of our Star Wars extravaganza for series season two. Series two for our friends across the pond. There's a lot of S's involved with Shades and Sketch. (laughs) A bit of a tongue twister. But yeah, guys, back for season two, starting with Rise of Skywalker. How could we not? Another doozy of an episode. Our Star Wars episodes tend to be. Tend to be doozies. Tend, Tend to be big. Yeah. Um, and always create a great disturbance in the force. We, with the exception of the never ending story, <laughs> we seem to not get uh, such a, such a, such a outcry, such a, uh, for such a, a nebulous comment from you, Sketch. Yes. Yes. Um, but so, you learned your lesson for not having watched it as a child. <laughs> yeah, I did. I really, they, sh- they showed me. They, you know, by bringing this up, you're just inviting more Why not? Uh, write-ins. Why not? It's not like I can go back and change my childhood. So That's true. If um, only. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess before we get into um, any uh, take-backsies or extra comments or anything on, on Rise of Skywalker, we should probably just dig right into these... Uh, the old mailbag. Yes, yes, the old GoCo mailbag. The old G-O-M-B, as, as they say. <laughs> yes, that is what we refer to it as yep. all the time. Gomba. Uh, apologies to our mail carrier. Yeah. But good on, good on them. Always, the, the mail always gets through. It's the mail carrier from um, Good Omens. You know. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing stops that man. Not even death. Not even death. So, um, Shay, do you want to start us off with our first listener write-in? Sure. And this is actually a uh, write-in for our Last Jedi episode. We're but still we talking, did reference. We're still talking Last Jedi. We are, in fact, still talking Last Jedi. And this is a, a write-in from longtime listener Alex. Alex, thank you for writing in. And it is addressing my claim about the uh, hashtag laser sword. Mm. Um, Yes, uh, we we have talked about this on a previous midstream, Alex, but uh, we did want to get to your question. Yes, Anakin does call Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber a laser sword in episode one. And I would agree with you that it was supposed to sound like a ridiculous term. Uh, We've kind of looped back with, you know, talking about Last Jedi and its purposeful subversion of expectations, which it accomplished. Um, And you can hear our our latest thoughts on Last Jedi and our Rise of Skywalker episode. Um, 
I would agree with you. Luke tells Rey in utter dis- disbelief that he's not going to face an entire entire army with his quote unquote laser sword, because that's exactly what he does kind of at the end of the movie. And um, yeah, it was a it was a decision that I still don't agree with. But uh, thank you for your thoughts. And uh, yeah, I would I would agree with you. Anakin does, in fact, call it a laser sword. Um, I still think it was poor taste to have Luke Skywalker, the most hopeful man in the galaxy, do so. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, from from now on. Uh, I, I well, we'll get to my my thoughts on Rise of Skywalker and Star Wars as a whole. Um, but yeah, thank you for your writing. Still talking, Last Jedi. And and still very raw, I'll say, sketch. Uh, I Last Jedi, you know, I can acknowledge that it's a, a well-constructed movie while at the same time, uh, it, you know, unapologetically saying it was a bad Star Wars movie. Well, there you go. There you go. It was, it was well-written and well-constructed with a, a good story, but I, I don't think uh, it made good Star Wars choices. We touched upon it in our Rise of Skywalker episode that it's it's uh, you know it's fine as a standalone movie, but it's it's problematic as part of a trilogy or part of a set. Yes, you know, and uh, it was a bold decision to just like you know switch to the Battlestar Galactica universe in, in mid trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the frack? What the frell? Well, I'll take another uh, one of our. Longtime listener write-ins. Yeah, please do. This one via our Facebook page from longtime listener Emily Ann. Hey, Emily Ann. Thanks for writing in again. And I am just going to uh, I'm just going to read uh, exactly what she wrote to us. So she says, uh, found the conversation about Kwai Khan Jin interesting. I believe most of it, except I think maybe uh, he was our first gray Jedi using powers from both sides to his advantage. Uh, though Maul is definitely Sidious's apprentice, I rewatched The Phantom Menace recently, and he talks directly to him. Count Dooku mm. does tell Obi-Wan that he thinks Qui-Gon would have joined him uh, in Attack of Clones, but maybe that just shows that Qui-Gon's middle-of-the-road nature, and obviously he's trying to get Obi-Wan to switch sides. But here's a dark thought. Anakin is the chosen one because he slaughtered most of the Jedi, thus balancing light and dark in a more equal stance. And maybe... Ben really brings it full circle by doing what his grandfather could not and saves the woman he loves uh, from death as a Jedi. Hashtag Raylo forever. Am I doing hashtags right? You are doing hashtags, correct? Very good. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback as we often do. Uh, Emily and great write in. Per usual. Superb. Appreciate it. Um, I you. also agree with her. I also caught the um the uh the Phantom Menace recently, watched it with Doodle. And yeah, I agree with her, especially that Maul is reporting directly to Sidious. Um Dooku isn't mentioned at all until Attack of the Clones. And you know, I I also in re-listening to our Rise of Skywalker episode i i have to address some concerns some 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 feelings i have on your qui-con Jin and uh 
force powers and and one with the force and Ben Solo and all this stuff. May I? Please. May I? May I? Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Emily Ann on this and say, yeah, Qui-Gon could could certainly definitely err to the side of a gray Jedi. She's hesitant to put him in the in the Sith camp, as as am I. Um, and, and I would just like to say I I am I am not excited about that. I, I am oh, oh, I, I know am you don't you don't like, like it. No. Um for the most part, I want to table a lot of our Qui-Gon discussion for when we do the prequels, because I think that's going to be a big, you know, one of our big discussion points is Qui-Gon's nature. But I will say that I noticed in The Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon Jinn does not, quote, become one with the Force in the way our other later Jedi do, like Yoda and Luke and Ben. Uh, he, right. He's burned and his body right. is uh, is just, you know, destroyed. Um, and he doesn't learn to communicate through the force in the, until in the same after way. his yeah. death. Um, and then kind of the converse to that is when Ben Solo uh, at the end of the story fades into the force. In thinking about it, I. I no longer believe that that was Ben Solo doing that. I think that was Leia's last final, uh, you know, force gift that she bestowed upon upon Ben. She she pulled him back into the light. She pulled him into the force. I don't think Ben was the one that actively um, became one with the force at the end of his life. Uh, Leia is the ultimate snowplow parent. Yeah, I really think that that like <laughs> the message with Leia, just like Han said in uh, The Force Awakens that, you know, he had to try. He had to go get Ben back. This was Leia's attempt at the very end to get Ben back as well. Uh, do I agree with that? I don't know. Uh, it's certainly plausible. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's something we just simply don't have enough hard fact on we don't have enough data in the yeah in the film i don't i don't want to talk too much about it because i'm sure it's going to come up in future star wars conversations mm-hmm. although this is probably is a good place to talk about it um in the episode well i mean do you have any more thoughts on emily ann's writing question here no, just that I appreciate it. I do think I, I, I do like that kind of Ben brings everything full circle um, with doing what his his grandfather kind of could and couldn't do, because you could argue that um, Vader, Anakin really did take out all the Jedi, which was a huge imbalance in the force. If right. what we're looking for is balance and um with the Sith being such a small number, obviously their powers as deposited in Rise of Skywalker comes much in this, greater. Yeah. In this uh, kind of uh, beyond death echo of, of former Siths. And uh, Ben was, was instrumental, even though Ray was technically the one to take him out. Uh, she couldn't have done it without Ben in those last moments. Right. So um, I, I like that, that Emily Ann brings it back to like a full circle kind of thing. And that, the Skywalkers as a whole 
or who brought the eventually yeah, brought the balance force, force. right yeah. across generations exactly um and i yeah i think that's really nice and neat and um unfortunately i'm sure lucasfilm aka disney will do something to fuck it up well we gotta go somewhere yeah um yeah thank you so much for writing in emily Ann. i uh yeah i i like i certainly don't want qui-gon Jin to to be an instrument of the dark side, either knowingly or unknowingly. Um, that was my read of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, even yeah, he was burned. Um, I still, you know, he, he still had to come back, which means he still had to be able to have, you know, how did he learn to coalesce his presence in the great nether realm of the force? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we are, I mean, it is canon, you know, but they could change canon at any time, but it is still canon that he was the first Jedi to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had to learn the skill from somewhere, yeah. you know, so he had to be able to already know how to coalesce his thoughts on the, on the other side, for lack of a better term. And to, uh, even though to then cross even, over, even though I don't want to do this, but to further back up your point as we see in Rise of Skywalker, um, communing through death does seem to be a very a, Sith a trait. A Sith power, yeah, uh, Sith trait. In, in Rise of Skywalker. I yeah. definitely, when, I mean, I, I rewatched Phantom Menace, you know, with Doodle. It was just for fun, just kind of memory lane. It was on TV. Uh, when we do the prequels, you better believe I'm going to be very um, analytical about Qui-Gon Jinn. Sure. Yeah, because um, and I'll leave it at this. But one of the one of the thoughts I, I kept having as we were watching it was, um, boy, Qui-Gon was everything we wanted to see in the Jedi of old. Right. And then he's just right. off. And then we're just left with two more movies of like disappointment of the Jedi. R- absolutely. You know, and, he was the only one that was with it. And Qui-Gon was like the Jedi that you expected to get after the limited amount we learned in the original trilogy and then like the expanded upon universe. Right. Qui-Gon was, he checked all the boxes. Luke was certainly closer to a Qui-Gon than any other Jedi we had seen. Yeah. And it makes sense because Luke was raised in the force devoid of the council. And and, and again, I'm going to say the council really fucked it up. They really did. And uh, batshit crazy wily Ben Kenobi is very much a Qui-Gon Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you can see it took 40 years for him to get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, when he loses Qui-Gon, you know, he he falls in pretty hard with the council. With the council, as we yeah. see in Clone Wars, especially the series. And it's right. not until basically the fall of the council and his um, exile and his communion with, you know, picking back up where he was with Qui-Gon. Right. To kind of get back on the true. The true path. The true path. So, um, listen, definitely more discussion to have. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, and I'm more excited than ever to do the prequels at some point. As am I. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I said in, in Last Jedi, I'm sorry, um, Rise of Skywalker, and I stand by it. If you had asked me going into this, 
which of the prequels was the most consistent, told a cohesive story, had a specific vision. I did not think my answer would have been without having rewatched them critically, Mm -hmm. the prequels. That's true. But I stand by it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, I had a lot of fun rewatching Phantom Menace. I would, I would really, I I don't have Disney plus, I don't own them. Um, So I will, uh, yeah. I do own them. It just happened to be on television. (laughs) Cool. I don't have that either. But uh, the last thing I'll say uh, with uh, take backsies, I don't take it back, but I made a pretty strong case for Palpatine to be Anakin's father mm-hmm. in um, our Rise of Skywalker episode that was based on the Darth Vader comics in which the creators seemed to make a very strong case for Palpatine to be Anakin's both force and biological father. I did see the final panel that you were you were talking I, I about. Mean, at face value, just having read the comic and like what was presented to me, that seemed to be what they were saying to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, late last month, the end of January, the creators kind of of the comics of the comic, the, the writing, the re- writing team of the comic seemed to unequivocally out of nowhere say, nope, not the case. Yeah. That's not what we were implying. Um to me, that is more Lucasfilm doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. Left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. And more of the, I, I hate, it pains me to say this because she's been a part of this thing since the very beginning. More of Kathleen Kennedy's mismanagement yeah. of, of the property. Yeah. Um, I, they, they clearly made this statement with the Darth Vader comic. Um, it seemed pretty clear to me. You took a look at it. It seemed to be what they were saying yep. to you. Maybe yeah. you've walked back on that now, but Heavy to just come out and yeah, uh, to say like, that's not what we were doing at all. That's not what it means. Seems like the, the heavy hand of Lucasfilm, i.e. Kathleen Kennedy was like, nope, go fix this. Yeah. Cause that's not what I think. Right. That's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing anymore. So, um, I mean, and just like take backsies, my new answer for anything Star Wars is, quote, lightsabers are cool. Lightsabers are cool. That's that's really where I stand on light on Star Wars as a whole right now. Um, This is the way. Yeah. Lightsabers are cool. Mm -hmm. And anything else is just like get ready for it to change at a moment's notice Mm -hmm. and don't get too heavily vested in it. Yeah. And we will, of course, uh, be talking more at length uh, at just the state of Star Wars and the Mandalorian next week in part two. Yes, our our second part of our big open to season two, the Mandalorian. And then we're going to give Star Wars a little bit of a break. Yeah, a breather. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. It seems like just like Disney's doing, too. I feel like we've been light skipping the Millennium Falcon. Yep. It's going to give it a rest. It's just a heap on fire. Well, moving away from Star Wars uh, for the rest of this midstream, any geeking out uh, news that we should know about this week, Shades? Uh, there's, a, there's a lot that's happened, and I'm just kind of going to rapid fire go through them without taking too much time. Sure. These are just things that I've seen in the last five days. Okay. Okay, so on Valentine's Day, Netflix kind of made all of our years. 
they um, announced both Stranger Things season four mm-hmm. uh, for for uh, 20, 2021. Did you see and that? Uh, Hopper's alive. Hopper Hopper's alive. Wow! Did not see that coming. Big Papa Hop, he's alive. Um, I, I mean, I get surmised as much. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm glad to see it's it's true. And they also um, uh, announced that uh, Castlevania season three, March fourth. Yeah, so right around the corner. If you're listening, right to around this live. the corner. So uh, something quick and something delayed. So uh, yeah, a, a instant gratification and a delayed delayed reward. You know, I was I was um, talking to the uh, to the misses about the the uh, Stranger Things season four and about Hopper being alive and all that. And Big Papa Hop. And uh, I was like, you know what? It's just yeah. I think I've just come to the fact, the realization that at this point, I'm just so much more invested in his story right? than the kid's story at this point. Right? Uh, Did you so? Would you have imagined that at the start of this no, show that no, you'd be like, not. "Oh my God, Hopper!" But I'm I'm in, and I'm journey. in a big way. Yeah. So. Do you think that's like the the dad hormones in you, or do you think it's just storytelling? I think. I mean, I honestly think it's just storytelling. I think so too, because that's where I am. Um, do you think it's because we're old? It could be because we're old. It it, it really could be because <laughs> we're old. And we're, we're, you know, regardless of of what our brains are telling us, we're we're closer to him than we are to the knock, kids. knock, knocking on Hopper's door. But uh, I don't know. I just find his story more compelling at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Even to take away like the craziness that's happened. With. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, we often say on the pod, "Readings for Chumps" it is. sketch. It is. Um, but did you see that there is a, a standalone Hopper's origin story tie-in called "Darkness on the Edge, Edge of Town"? No, no, I didn't. It's a it's a novel. It's very good. Highly recommend it. Wow. I know we don't often do recommendations in midstreams, but I highly recommend there it. There you go. Yeah. And uh, I'll just keep going. Uh, Harrison Ford has said that Indiana Jones Five will begin shooting this summer. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm ex- I have high hopes. Yeah. We also have to do an in Indiana. Uh, I mean, nothing would make me happier, but I think we have to do back to the future first. We have a couple. It was we got a, a Patreon request on the, we're on just, the docket. We're just two guys traveling the multiverse. Guy. You know, it's, a lot it's of, not like we've, it's, there's a lot it's of not like we're the legends. Watch. There's a lot of cartoons to watch guys. Um, what else happened this week? Uh, the Batman, the Batman, the Batman. Sketch to <laughs> Can he be trusted? Um, no. I'm a bat. Uh, yes, uh, you are. You are a bat. He's just sleeping, Batman. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I forgot about do, that. One. <laughs> do you do you not understand the concept of death? They fight me, <laughs> and then they get really tired. <laughs> Was that uh who was under Pete the Holmes? Pete Holmes. There you go. Thank There's you. my recommendation for this. He's got to get back to that. He's got to get Bad back to Batman series uh, on YouTube. You can find him all there. He is. He's got to get back to that. But we now got we, we got real ended. official Batman news. Yes, the Batman, the Matt Reed, the once Ben Affleck helmed, mm-hmm. directed, starred in, and written vehicle now the matt reeves written and directed vehicle starring robert pattinson as batman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
they uh, revealed their uh, teaser. It's like the the screen test of the bat suit. Yep. It might not be the final bat suit. It's you know it's just where they are right sure. now in production. Yeah. Um, initial thoughts, sketch. I mean, I'm fine with it. it. It, I I didn't go one way or the other. Um, I I might be, you know, I I have to compare it to when we finally saw, um, the Nightwing suit in Titans season two. Sure. That was like, yeah. Oh, thank God. I've been waiting for a live action Nightwing for fricking ever. And ever. then it, this is to me, it's just like, okay, another Batman suit. There's, there's a lot of these. Yeah. Um, was that your final thought? Final yeah. Thought? And, uh, I was also fine with it. Like it, I was nothing about it. I was like, Ugh, but also nothing about it. I was like, Whoa, what a cool new blue, blue, blue. I was just like, yep, Batman suit. There it is. I'll just say I'm not excited. Mm -hmm. I think it's a big step backwards from where we went with Batman. Mm -hmm. Um, I know every fanboy kind of uh, loses their their mind over the Nolan verse. Uh, I really enjoyed Batman Begins, and I think it was kind of downhill from there. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I really don't like where they went with the suit in the second the set, you know, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. I'm not wearing hockey me. bats. Yeah, I um, the bat suit to me works at its best when it is its most mm-hmm. minimal, and so the more like armor it looks like, the less into yep. it I am. And this really has a a daredevil theme to it. It looks really cobbled mm-hmm. together. Um, with like plating, people are theorizing that the bat symbol in the center of the suit is the hand, like the gun that killed yep. his parents. I did see that. Um, Which I guess uh, is I, the, um, where they're going to uh, the current comics, which I know you're not reading the current comics and I'm I'm certainly not reading. The in comics. the current comics, Batman wears the. Yeah, they've that's they've, that's they've. Um, Oh, I'll try to find the image. Some someone I saw online posted a, a panel from one of the more recent comics of of another one of that Batman's origin, and he takes the gun that that um, whoever in this rendition kills his parents used to kill his parents, and he melts it down, and he uses that uh, as the uh, the emblem over his heart because the tool that broke his heart will now protect it. I don't mean to offend anyone with this statement. That's okay. fucking dumb. I'll I'll try to find the uh, the thing so that people know what I'm talking about. That's really interesting. That might be New mm-hmm. Fifty Two, um, because in New Fifty Two they did retcon like everyone uh-huh. wore armor. It was less like a spandex suit, and everybody had like armored versions okay. of their stuff. They've definitely moved away from that in current continuity. They're back. They're back to. I, I okay. So I did briefly Ooh. go back briefly just to see where they were doing because they wrapped up um tom uh tim tom king's run on mm-hmm. batman that they that would have been like a a year-long event with they're putting catwoman and batman together they didn't and and the resolution of that and batman is now literally wearing the suit he wore before new new 52 even started like right down to the the wrestling wow. trunks um everything has come full circle 
we're right back to where we started and we're already diverging away from that. Um, so I, I did read about five issues just to see where that went. So they seem to have comics seem to have gone back to where um, the Snyder verse was mm. bringing us. And I'll just say, I, I really liked Ben Affleck's I take on Batman. I also really liked Ben I think Affleck's it was the, Batman. It's, it's, it's yeah. why we do have to do Batman versus Superman. Uh, because Ben Affleck, and, um, I wasn't ready to talk about a midstream where we just talk about things that we would never have expected at the very beginning. Right. I was not ready to say goodbye to him uh, as apprehensive as I was mm-hmm. when they announced him. And... Um, I'm just left with this, like, and and Robert Pattinson to me is a great actor. Um, Lost City of Z, uh, the the King. He's he's really come into his own as an actor. I mean, Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter, he's always yeah. been a great actor. Twilight is, you know, Twilight is what it is. Um, and I get that that's what he's most recognizable for. But Christian Bale never really looked the part of Batman to me. He's a great actor. The movies were well constructed having grown up reading Batman, he never really seemed Batman mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Take that or leave it. You don't have to agree with me. Um, ben Affleck's take on Batman. Bruce Wayne is a disguise. Yeah. There's nothing for all of Christian Bale's, you know, this is your fit. You know, Bruce Wayne is your mask. Bruce Wayne was pretty hung up on Rachel um, for that to be his mask. Maybe that wasn't as well constructed in the story as they wanted it to be. Ben Affleck's Batman. There is yeah. no Bruce Wayne. It, he no, doesn't yeah, no, exist. He died in the alley. Period. End of story. He died in the alley with his parents. And that's that's yeah. Batman to me. I, I'd say that's also um, closer to uh, Batman. I grew up with in the animated. The animated universe, the animated series. Yeah. I, and yeah, the animated series, his you could almost see the animated series Batman growing up to become or aging to become Ben Affleck's Batman, certainly somewhere in between animated series and um, the, the Batman that the Bruce Wayne that coaches Terry McGinnis later in life, who's even, even more grizzled and probably closer to being where, where Affleck's Batman was. But that's that's probably enough on Batman. It just seems too too close to Daredevil mm-hmm. for me. And I'll just say the cowl looks like it's made out of paper mache. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, Star Trek Picard has uh, gotten a season two, and uh, they've in, and you know Patrick Stewart appeared on The View and invited Whoopi Goldberg to come back and reprise her role as oh, nice. Guinan, which I'm very excited for. Yeah, I thought, have you, I know you started watching the uh, TNG. Did you get to Guinan? Did you get to like season oh, yeah, three yeah, and yeah. season four I'm, where she features heavily? Ooh, I think I'm almost done with season four. Yes, I cool. have gotten to her. I loved her character. Um, I would love to see Guinan at this point in her life and what mm-hmm. she's been up to in a universe without Picard and how that's changed her perhaps because, uh, you know, uh, you may or may not know Guinan is basically. Oh, immortal. I did not know that. Um, yeah, she is of a race of people who she's kind of like a Yoda where they age. Uh, you know, their their lifespan is not mm-hmm. that of a human. Sure. So she kind of looks younger than Patrick Stewart, but she's centuries older gotcha. than Patrick Stewart. And uh, there's a fun episode called Time's Arrow that straddles season five and six that I think you'll particularly enjoy right. sketch. 
I'm getting there. Now I did I did see episode yeah. one of Picard. Absolutely fucking loved it. Oh, I'm so um, glad to hear you say that sketch. But I'm I'm not I I didn't get CBS All Access. They they released the first one for free for a little bit. Right, right. So yeah. that's when I watched it. Um and then does CBS CBS All Access gives you like a free week, right? Or something like that. So I'll do that yes, once do. The, the whole season's out. Um and just watch the whole season, all, the whole thing at once. I <laughs> sketch. I um I'm not going to say on air. I'm not yeah. pirating it. I'm not pirating CBS All Access, but I don't know that what I'm doing is uh in the spirit of the law. I'll just say I have a lot of email addresses at oh my boy. disposal. <laughs> so are you leave current? it at that. Um I've watched through episode okay. 4. And I am out of email right. addresses. <laughs> And I'll just say um, episode four is called The End mm-hmm. of the Beginning. And I am all in. I am all in. Uh, I, I love this series. It weaves so many things in from the next generation so beautifully. You can tell that the people behind it are real fans. And, and um, Will Wheaton is doing a companion piece called yeah. The Ready Room, where he brings the actors and the creators on to talk about each week's mm-hmm. show. Um, and so I'm, I can watch all of those. Those are free to watch on cool. CBS. And uh, it's really interesting that when something is not quite up to snuff that, you know, during production and filming, Patrick Stewart is the executive mm-hmm. producer or an executive producer, I should say. And, and he is very much, no, we can't do that. The fans will know that's not right. Um, and like all of the actors uh, have talked about that. That when, you know, things, ha- you know, things as they were written at the table reads like, no, no, we can't do that. That is not how this character would react. That's not what this should look like. That's not. So he was kind of like executive producer, creative consultant, story consultant, and uh, first wow. on the call sheet. <laughs> and I love that because, you know, he was very reluctant to come back and do it. And his condition was kind of, we're going to do this right or yeah. no, thank you. And CBS, for as much as they get wrong in Star Trek Discovery, seem to be getting it right in yeah. Star Trek Picard. Again, I can only speak to the first episode, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that sketch. Um, Finally, I'll just say uh, Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Uh, I, I, I've seen I it. I know seen you've it. seen it. We're probably going to do yes, that very soon. Uh, I loved it sketch. I'll just come out and say that now. Oh yeah, no, it was. Did you not? I, did you it not was love a very it? Good movie. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, Snyderverse, kind of extended universe, kind of alive. Maybe who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, it'll definitely be something we're gonna have to talk about in the uh, the full episode. Um, yeah. I'll just say, did not matter to me that it was a a movie that took place in Gotham without Batman or Joker. Oh no, I was fine with it. Um, my I was fine with relief. that. Uh, leaving the movie was that there was no Joker. No Joker. Um, yeah. Because we do know the Joker that exists in this universe. And uh, no, thank you, please. No, thank you, please. Uh, and I will just say uh, Warner Brothers has changed the name of the movie. <laughs> if you look in a, a mm-hmm. show listing, you will say see that it is listed as Harley Quinn colon okay. Birds of Prey. <laughs> 
and that is what Warner Brothers has changed uh-huh. the name to, didn't have as big of a, an opening weekend as they would have liked. Um, I I will attribute that to it opened on um, and like against the Grammys or the Oscars or well, something. It also, opened that it's same February. weekend. And February is is it's is February a was very, a terrible time yeah, to it, release a it's, movie. It's when you release movies that you're not expecting to do well. That you're not expecting to do well. Exactly. Like you movies that you want to do well, you release in May and June and November. So, I mean, I think it had a great opening for a February release movie. And we'll talk more about it in the episode thing. I mean. It furthers what we've said that Warner Brothers is the greatest villain of the DCEU. Yeah. I mean, I get why they'd, they'd, they'd be now like Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey, because it is very much a Harley Quinn movie, and the Birds of Prey are characters in her movie. But uh, right. do that at the beginning or don't do it at all. Right. No, no take, take No take backsies. We're a podcast based on no take backsies. Yeah. We stand by yes. everything. Yeah. Even our mistakes, of which we never Laser make. Laser swords. Laser, laser swords. Things. You're still using them correctly. Good learning. learning. Yeah. Uh, and the, the last thing that I have for you, Sketch, is that uh, Netflix is releasing a He-Man Whoa. anime developed by Kevin Whoa. Smith. And they've announced that Mark Hamill will be playing the part Ooh, of Skeletor. I'm all in. I'm all in. Me at- you mainly have me at Netflix. I, I've been pretty, I've been pretty pleased with what <laughs> Netflix. I just started uh, Lost in Space season two with the misses, and uh, oh, oh, so yeah, good, right? Really, really so enjoying good. that. Um, I'm just really enjoying Netflix. beat the sophomore I'm just really slump. Enjoying Netflix shows for the most part. Uh, and if uh, you tell me a He-Man uh, anime esque adaptation with Kevin Smith, I'm, I'm. I can't help but kind of think a little bit of Castlevania and how, how good they did with that. So, well, I'll just say, you know, some people hear Kevin Smith and they think the, you know, view Mm -hmm. universe, Jay and silent Bob. Yes, that is Kevin Smith, but Kevin Smith also gave us two of the greatest comic runs on, um, the DC universe. Um, he gave us, uh, quiver, the Green Arrow um, mm-hmm. return, the return of Oliver Queen. He brought Oliver Queen back to life okay. and into continuity in just mm-hmm. a beautiful way. Um, one of my favorite com- runs on a comic book ever. And he gave us Batman Cacophony, uh, which was a great standalone Batman graphic novel. And, um, you know, I, I think he really, he's a great storyteller. Um, I think, you know, he similar to, you know, um, Quentin Tarantino having a particular slant in his filmmaking and a style. Kevin Smith as a filmmaker has a slant and a style, but Kevin Smith as a writer is he's a really good writer and storyteller. And so I'm really excited to see what he does with He-Man. I'm also I'm I, like I said, I'm all in. And Mark Hamill is like the the uh, the frosting yeah. on the cake for me. Mark Hamill is I mean, uh, Mark a delicious Hamill frosting in anything, on any cake. I'm, I'm pretty much you can guarantee I'm gonna I'm gonna want to see it or be involved with it. 
Give me he's Mark like Hamill a, as a villain. He's like a holy shit am I all in. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Skeletor. I mean, talk about you know, Mark Hamill at you know, when when long may he he run. At the end, you know, when it's all said and done, we're gonna look back on the body of work that he had. And and some people are gonna know him mm-hmm. as Luke Skywalker. Some people are gonna mm-hmm. know him as the Joker. Some people are gonna sure. know him as Skeletor. Some people are going to know him as Corvette. I will Summer. always know him as Tobias. Some people are going to know him as that Sequest. T- Tobias of Sequest, right? I will always know him as Tobias of Sequest. Um, yeah. Wow, what a career! And just like iconic yeah. characters, Fire Lord, Lord Ozai, and Fire Lord Ozai. You know, it's like wow, what a career! Yeah, Skeletor is perfect for him. I can't wait. Uh, there's You're, no dates yeah. on that. Okay. There are so no it's dates. It's just an announcement. Something to look forward to. It's nice to have yeah. things to look forward to. It really is. In Castlevania, yep. right, across, right around the corner. Our patience has been rewarded. It has. Thanks, Netflix. Sketch, that's all I've got. Thank you, Netflix. And I've said this before, you know, like when Disney brings something to series, Disney goes like, okay, this is going to make millions of dollars. We're going to get lots of subscribers. Netflix, they seem to like, they, they really do roll the dice. And I love that. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a show hole right now Mm -hmm. with, with Netflix. I'm, I've caught up on everything that I watch there. I don't watch, you know, I can't consume everything, but I keep my Netflix subscription going because they do just like they give things a chance. And like maybe your favorite show only got two seasons or three seasons or one season and it wasn't renewed. But I look at that and I say, you know what? It got one more season than it yeah. would have gotten anywhere else. Or like it, it you got a season. Nobody else was willing, willing to roll the die on it. No one else was willing to tell that story. It maybe didn't run forever, but it, you know, it, yeah. they gave it a chance and, you know, it probably didn't net them. You know, they, they do do a lot of like one-off series seasons, movies, things that might have no other means of distribution. And I, I just think that's awesome that they, that they fund distribution for things that they know aren't going to garner them any kind of like monetary reward other than their, you know, the subscription that, that they're getting from someone monthly. And I think that's awesome. And I, I don't see another major distributor Mm. like that. You could, you could argue that Amazon's kind of doing that, but Amazon's like, you know, uh, Amazon has the benefit of the Amazon sure. marketplace yeah. backing them. Netflix just has its subscribers right. and it is, its investors. And, you know, for them to roll the dice on a show is risky. And they do it over and over and over again. And, and I'm going to continue like to reward them. Appreciate it. I really do. I really do appreciate it. And I do get upset with Netflix every so often, but, you know, I... It's the one thing that if I look back on my adult life, since I subscribed to their mail order movie rental system, I have never canceled it. And I never will. From you? Yeah. I think it is. I think it is. It's probably like 
the thing, the most consistent thing that I've ever had wow. in my adult life. And I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it in terms of like an expense. Sure. I'll say, you know what I mean? Like, like I've canceled Hulu. I've canceled like PlayStation. I've canceled, you know, other like, uh, you know, mail order services for, for like clothing or gear for like hiking in the outdoors. I have also never, never canceled, Netflix. canceled Netflix. I think that says something about it. We're just too, we're too, uh, we're too, uh, lifers. Netflix so, for life. Don't, fuck it up. don't yeah, guys, don't make me, don't make me come up with like a do lightsabers are cool for you. Even though we have a whole we section don't. of our midstreams called take backsies. Me either. I don't, don't know what you're talking about, Sketch. That's well, all I've got for you this week, Sketch. It was a lot. A that lot was of a stuff. lot. It was jam packed. Absolutely. I did my, I did my research. And uh, we've already announced uh, our big Mandalorian yep. episode for, for next week. So please do turn it, tune in and come Wars. back. Keep those questions coming in. And uh, I will take this opportunity to remind you that we are a listener subscribe uh, funded, a listener supported show. If you would like to support and help fund this show and keep our whole back catalog on the air, head over to patreon.com slash shades and sketch. And we're about to drop our first Patreon exclusive episode of season. And it's two. a good one. It's a very, it's good a one. really good one. Oh, uh, well, well, we'll tell you what it is when it, when it drops, when we'll, it drops. We'll tell, yeah. we'll tell you. Let's just say it shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, it's uh, it is. It's it, that it, time it, of year. That's again. a great way of saying it. Yeah, it's that time of year. Thank again. you. And uh, sketch, should we uh, throw the old Goko into yeah, forward we, motion? Yeah, uh, we we've got a uh, we've got a child save. Let's burn some force uh, sensitive this trees. This is the way. I have spoken. This is the way. Yes, we we have spoken, guys. We'll see, see you next guys. week. Oh, my God.